In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nose, staring at the president on a tiny little video screen on my laptop, delivering <laughs> to the nation that we are in a state of national emergency. Boop, 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 boop. State of national emergency. What does that mean? Does that mean, like, martial law, or does that mean, like, we're figuring, like, we're okay, we're going to figure things out? Like, well, no, I mean, anytime you declare emergency, it's not like, guys, we, we got this. It's a all hands on deck situation. Oh, OK. Emergency means emergency. OK. I know for uh, states, it allows them more fluidity with patients and hospitals and more people qualify for Medicaid. Right. So right. You get more people processed through the system quicker without the, the red tape and regulations of, oh, you can't move this person to here until you verify they have the insurance to move. To right. Right. That doesn't matter right now. Just like, let's move them along. We've got too much. We'll mm-hmm. go back to bilking you out of trillions of dollars <laughs> right after this, you know, fucking break from our commercial sponsor. Right. So once we get past this, yep, we'll go back to taking all your money. Exactly. The reason you need us, wink, wink. <laughs> it's scary, we'll though. But it's. I mean, this is. This is. Uh, I was talking to Roxy Stryer, and she said on her live well, feed, "You got to drop the last name." It's not like we know many Roxies that's in a fair common. Point. That's a fair point. Although it would be weird to call her Stryer. Yeah, right. Because I don't really think of Australia when no. I think of her. But like she was saying on a, on her one of her streams that, and after we'd had this conversation, she said that her grandparents, who are like eighty to eighty three years old, have never ever seen it like this, and they've lived through like the depression and all this kind of shit. Um, and he said, she said that they this they've never seen a reaction like this by the world, not just by yeah. you know what I'm saying. So this has been an interesting thing to experience. And I feel almost insulated, Matt, because it's Los Angeles and maybe I haven't ventured out to the grocery stores because I've been working on so many things here at the house. On- oh, I've been three times. Have you really? Well, oh, wow. I, I went once. Um, Is it I, nuts? I was out of town a couple of days, came back and went Wednesday night because I just needed stuff to eat right <laughs> like my breakfast stuff well i make a smoothie every morning so i was like i need bananas right and i still have this and just to go grab a couple things and we're legitimately out of toilet paper just out oh okay and i was like i'll see what they got i got three boxes of kleenex right but then just the next in case just well because we only have a world down to our last roll yeah, yeah that's yeah. all they had it's a backup oh all toilet paper was gone wow. they had like two of the crappy off-brand to- paper towels but mm-hmm. you can't flush those so that's right. pointless right um <laughs> So Kleenex, we haven't gone to Kleenex yet. We're getting, you know, some toilet paper, but there's price gouging on eBay if you go look. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, twelve pack rolls for fifty bucks, like plus like thirty dollars shipping. And you're That's like, insane. Are you fucking out of your mind? Right. But you know, people will pay it. Somebody's an idiot. Yes. Right. Right. But I would imagine most people be like, you know, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. That the reason everybody's freaking out is because we're so interconnected now. So mm-hmm. the virus is going to spread so quick. Yeah, and four percent mortality rate. If you add, you know, for three hundred and twenty-seven million people or whatever the population is. Yeah, I mean, it's so pretty high. What is that? It's like fourteen million people. Yeah, roughly thereabouts. 
14 million people than if everybody got it. Right, right. Would, that's a lot of fuck. That's why everybody's freaking out. 4% mortality rate is nothing to fuck with. Well, that's what I thought when people were like, oh, it's the flu, it's the flu, it's like the flu. I mean, you have no idea what the fuck you're yeah. talking about. You're just arguing facts that have been thrown out in the middle of nowhere. There's a vaccine for the flu. Uh, we've had years to, to understand how to deal with the flu. Yep. And yes, there were a larger number of deaths with the flu the past year. This is just starting. And so once this thing kicks in, then you can start comparing numbers. And I don't think even really then, because this is, once again, the beginning of this. There's no virus. There's no anything for it. So we don't know what it's going to do. And already no you're vaccine, seeing, rather? Oh, no, sorry. No vaccine, sorry. And you know what's, what, what you see it's happening in Italy, what's happening in, in what happened in China. But you got to give credit to China, though. They're starting to slowly get back to where they were. Like Apple announced that they're reopening their Apple stores there in China but because took, they reacted strongly to the whole situation. Yeah, and it took 10 weeks. It did. It did. So hopefully we catch up at some point. But Europe looks to be like kind of scared out of their minds about all this kind of stuff. Well, as we, we just declared a state of emergency. Yeah, but yeah. It's a matter of time before practically everybody does it and the whole globe more than likely goes on lockdown. Right, right. I mean, if you look at the, the breakdown of the mortality rate over the various age ranges, it's like 12 to 19, it's mm-hmm. it's 0.4%. Right. And then at 20 to 29 or something, I don't know why they the first one they don't start with the what they do with everything else. Right. But there it's the same things like 0.4, and then the next bracket up, it's like 0.6. The right. next bracket up, like... But then after, once you get into 50s, 60s, 70s, it starts to jump up to... By the end, the end spectrum is 15.8%. Wow. For, I think, like 75, 80-ish and above. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So basically, like, we're, this is going to be the death knell of the greatest generation. <laughs> wow. If, yeah, if, if we let it run wild. Right, right. For right. sure. 15%. That is a shitload yeah. of people. Uh, I'm kind of crazy because I, I, I'm i kind of like, oh, cool. I can go to the movies. There's nobody there. I can go to this or that. There's nobody there. Yeah. I, I kind of like I kind of like visiting places when they're and they're not that crowded, but then you know you never know what place you're going to walk into that might catch you. And the thing is, with my bronchitis lately, my chronic bronchitis, I get every time I get sick. It's kind of a little bit. It makes me a little nervous about taking a chance on that kind of stuff. Even yeah. though I'm not in my 80s, no, it's still it, nervous. Yeah, but if you're prone to those type of things, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. only going to exacerbate and make your you know, version of it worse, right? Um, what do you think the hoarding of the toilet paper thing is about? I have no idea. That is so weird to me. Like, are, do, do do people have, like, are people going at higher levels than we actually know? Like, the hoarding of the toilet papers. I, I was surprised no. by that because all the people that I've seen once again been three times. So the second time I went to Walmart because mm-hmm. uh, I was in Burbank, and yeah. I was like, let me just shoot over there and see if they have anything. And mm-hmm. I picked up some because we didn't have any. I, I got some ground turkey and some other stuff. We have tons of rice and lentils and greens and all that yeah, jazz. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't have any proteins. Outside of beans and shit, uh, and then I was like, "Well, I'll go over to Target after this is right here." And Target had even less. Yeah, Walmart had paper towels still, but no tissue paper, no toilet paper, and yeah. Target literally had nothing. Wow, there was nothing. Wow. Is any paper product like that gone? I didn't look for napkins. <laughs> you didn't venture that far. Huh? Uh, no, but I saw three straight rows that usually are occupied by all those things. Yeah, completely barren. Wow, and I was like, "This is fucking. You guys are out of your mind." Yeah, it. Do you just assume we're going to go into martial law after this? Like, <laughs> it's such a weird reaction because, like, I see it in the movies and I think no, but then people legitimately yeah. are doing this. And is it because their instinct is to do it, or is it because they've seen it in movies and they're trained to do it? I don't know. I the honestly the most germane thing that I've seen, uh, 
retweeted and put up mm. a bunch of times. It's from the first Men in Black when Tommy Lee Jones turns to Will Smith and says, a person is smart. People are dumb. They're <laughs> panicky. They're, you know, it's point. true. Yeah. Once you get into that larger numbers, you turn into this, what, is he, what does he know that I don't know? Right, right. When it's one person, it's like, this dude's nuts. If it's 100 people, you're like, what am I missing? Right. So the panic becomes, oh, to- toilet, pa- toilet paper. Maybe here it's something I didn't hear. I asked Lindley about it, and she was just like, she doesn't believe it. She doesn't like subscribe to any of this shit. She's like, people are freaking out. They're panicking for no reason at all. Yeah. And By and like, large. It doesn't make sense. And, and they haven't even shut down UCLA. She finished up jury duty yesterday. She's back at UCLA. And USC, I think, shut down. And she said the state schools aren't doing that. So well, she said all the students were on campus, and they're all in the restaurants and things like that. So this this gathering thing. Virginia joined seven states and several major cities in closing schools. Wow, so I think it's a yeah. matter of time before, because who was it? Yeah, Michigan canceled their commencement. Yeah, yeah. So SoCal clo- is clo- has closed down like high schools and uh, middle schools, but they haven't closed down the colleges. So I found that uh, it's interesting to be Harvard shut yeah. down and things of that nature. So seven seven states so far, is that what you're saying? Or eight states, I guess. Now Seven states and then several major cities. Yeah. But it's just a matter. Now it's a, a national emergency. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. Done. Any well, the, big gathering over the next six to eight weeks is toast. Right. <sighs> and for those of you who might be wondering about our London trip, that's, that's we're like uh, in conversations with the people. Yeah. In, we're in charge close, of it. closely monitoring. Yeah. 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 Because you guys are holding out for some reason. Yeah. By the time you hear this, that may have changed. Right. Right. Because everything is moving so quickly right now. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's changed by the time they hear this. Yeah. So we have no, we, we don't have any official update as of right now. We don't. We don't know. And uh, there were updates already posted for Schmodown stuff that Christian announced. So by the time you hear this, I hope you heard all those announcements. So it's all, everything's like up in the air. Are you surprised by the NBA? That was shocking to me. The NBA was like first, almost first to make the decision. Once they had patient zero, it was done. Yeah. With, oh, with uh, Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. Because. Um, numerous stories like the reason the Pels Kings game ultimately got shut down. They could, yeah. their, their justifiable cover was one of the refs just did the Jazz last Jazz game, oh, right? Shit. Just the previously worked at a Jazz game, right? And then you know you saw the Go Bear touched all the mics because he was joking, yeah. because it was a joke. And I understand you see it and you're like, dude, I agree with Barkley. Like everybody giving you shit. Yeah. You were having fun. Yeah. And supposedly there's a rift between him and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, Gobert and Mitchell? Yeah. <laughs> because Gobert gave it to him. Supposedly, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the word. Someone asked Woj on something. I just saw the quote tweet of it. Yeah. And Woj is like, that's a really insightful question. Uh, but he doesn't specifically say just by saying it's an insightful question. He gives a two sentence yeah. response after that. Yeah. Uh, but fully implying, like, it seems like there's a lot of tension there between the two of them. Right. But yeah, as soon as it happened, it was like, okay, they can always push. They're only going up against baseball. It just, yeah, there are further ramifications beyond this. Right. Do they start the season next season at the same time? Or do they push it back and they finally get what they wanted? Because a lot of the owners want to start the season around Christmas. Yeah. Like Christmas, the official start. So they're not going up against the uh, NFL for two and a half months. Exactly. So maybe going forward, now the league would start at X. Right. But they have to finish out the regular season and the playoffs for the revenue because otherwise they're going to lose like half a billion dollars mm-hmm. if they don't play all the games and get all the you know media, the ad sponsorship and shit. Right. Which right. will kill the tax, the, the salary cap next year. Mm-hmm. And then 
as it stands right now, I believe the luxury tax will still be it'll be adjusted. So now if you're you were seven million over before, yeah, and now you're eighteen million, it's like, well shit, if I gotta pay a repeater tax on that, suddenly I'm paying Yeah. 20, 30, 40 million that I wasn't anticipating. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just like, holy shit. And right. then when do you do the draft? Is there going to be a summer league? Right. Right. When is free agency? All Yeah, there's a lot of dominoes here. Because, I mean, look at the NFL. The NFL is canceling. Or, sorry, the ML, Major League Baseball. NFL right now said, you know, all, all full steam ahead. Yeah. Well, they, well they're, they're, they're canceling the owners' meetings or whatever the meetings they had coming up. But they haven't said anything about the draft, which is at the end of April. Uh, and you look at the uh, the uh, uh, Major League Baseball; they've canceled the rest of the spring training games, yeah. and they pushed the, the start of the season two weeks past where it was supposed to start. So it's a wait and see type of situation that they're doing. Like I'm shocked that the NCAA tournament canceled, flat out canceled. And maybe they figured out like, well, we're about to start it. If we wait two and a half months, the kids will be cold; they won't have been in playoff shape or whatever. Mm. And plus, school. So I, I guess that's why they cancel it. But I, I would delay more than I would cancel. Yeah. But maybe there's that, just Yeah, stuff. that one is the weirdest because yeah. the others can just delay. Right. And for them to make the cancel, you know, ultimately, technically, they're doing what they should do, which is protect yeah. the student first. Right, right. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's surprising from the NCAA <laughs> that they give a flying fuck about these, you know, kids. Yeah, because it's a big part of their the NCAA tournament, men's tournament specifically, is a massive part of their budget. It's a billion dollar yeah. enterprise yearly for them, yeah. and they had to flush that down the toilet. And that's how they look at it. I'm not saying I'd be much happier if those that are actually creating the content, yeah, got some of the money for. All the fucking bonanza that everybody else is enjoying. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. What do you think will happen down the road with the NBA? Do you think they'll just pick up where they left off, or do you yes. think? Oh, you think? Okay. More than likely. So Adam you don't... Silver's already said it. They're open just a month. It'll probably be two months. Yeah, 30 days, he said, and he'll take a look at it again. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be two months. You don't think they'll cancel games? Nope. Wow. Because he's already said, if we have to go into July, late July, we're fine doing that. Yeah. So... Interesting. I think you can I think it's I mean look we we, we did the uh Knicks Houston series. That was a a season that started halfway through. So if you can cancel for collective bargaining agreement games, why can't you cancel it for coronavirus and just wherever the season is at and the rankings are at, that's what it is and you move forward. Uh oh because a the Pelicans aren't in and the NBA wants that <laughs> over the other four teams fighting for the west and the bottom. They do. That's a good point. Flat out, they yeah. do. But it's just they can't give up the revenue, man. It's yeah. just not going to happen. The difference between those two is the last time both sides were saying "fuck you," yeah, and this time both sides are saying "fuck that," yeah, <laughs> because right. we can get this money. Yeah, we're not fighting about who gets what. We just got to get this money. And there's supposedly a clause that I was just reading today: a clause in the collective bargaining agreement that the owners could in could uh, tar- initiate or whatever and or and the clause would allow them to not pay the players yeah. because of the coronavirus situation yeah, it's called the force majeure uh rule or yeah. whatever it is but it's in es- in essence because you haven't played the games we're not going to pay you for them yet right right but they're not going to do that god i hope not why would you yeah why well, start a war there exactly it doesn't make any sense you're going to have a big enough one coming with the new cba yeah i just hope they pay that the teams pay their workers because the workers are not not working because yeah no the most I think by and large every team ultimately will okay 
I want well, that to happen. The, yeah, but the domino is already happening, so eventually it becomes yeah. a, what are you, fucking a cheap billionaire? Right, right. Like, right. come on. Yeah. Um, I wonder about rent, though, man. I mean, I wonder about these people like who are like being forced not to work or not to go in or their buildings are shut down. Are people who, you know, you owe rent to, are they going to like be understanding of the situation or are they going to start evicting people? I don't know. Like, I, I wonder about this stuff. So we'll see in the next few weeks. It's, it's kind of crazy, you know. But uh, that's why you tune in the Top Ten Show, though, is, is to take your mind off of this shit. We just thought we'd address it Well, it's initially. a little hard. <laughs> when everything's happening. Exactly. When everything is just happening right in front of you, it's all yeah. unfolding. <laughs> and uh, we don't know what Trump is saying at this point, So other than the national emergency being declared. So hopefully there'll be yeah. more uh, stuff coming down oh, the pipe. Plus, you know, today's topic is for a movie that got pushed, didn't it? Yes, I? we should talk about that. Yeah, Quiet Place Part 2. That was the supposedly going to be the uh, topic we were using, I mean, the uh, movie we were using to initiate the topic. Um, but, like, so many things got moved. I talked about it uh, as we were recording this. I talked about it this morning on Mornings with the Outlaw. You had uh, Quiet Place Part 2 get moved. Fast 9 got moved a whole year. Um, there's a number of other movies. Uh, Mulan's going to be moved now. New Mutants has moved again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something called Antlers, their horror movie that was that, that Searchlight was going to do that got pushed. So there's a number of movies that are getting pushed here at this time. Um, but Black Widow is not getting pushed, and a lot of people think Black Widow is not getting pushed because of it's connected to Disney Plus. And so it's like the whole MCU would have to literally shift. When is the release date? May second. I think. I mean. They're hoping that it gets a, we get a little under control by that time. Yeah, that's around so the we'll two see. month two month ballpark, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it could still happen. Yeah, they've got time. But the guy who I think the guy who heads the whole thing said it would hit its peak in July. This thing, if we don't get on top of it sooner, so uh, we'll see how that well, goes down. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah that's yeah. a whole other fucking <laughs> right. thing. Anyway, Quiet Place Two got moved. <laughs> it did. It got pushed. Uh, so. Yeah. We still stuck with the topic because, you know, we, we've had enough shit to deal with this week. Yeah. So uh, actually having to sit down and go, okay, well, can we replace it with? Right. I didn't even think to do that. I was like, this is the topic we're doing. No, right? we're doing this topic. Yeah. I, Let everything else get pushed. We're staying. We're it, yeah, it, unfortunately, it's you know, apropos of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the topic of TV actors turned movie stars. Yeah, we did this because of uh, uh, John Krasinski becoming, uh-huh. in essence, uh, slowly but surely becoming a movie star and also... His work directing this uh, these two films apparently got, sure. it got great reviews, um, and and I'm jealous of the people who got to see it ahead of me because they because there was a screening mm-hmm. uh, that was set up for this Monday that I was going to go to as we're recording this, but there was a screening before uh, for other members of the press a week ago, and I I couldn't go to it, and I was I'm mad that they all got to see it before I did because I I hear it's great, and so I was looking forward to it, but now we got to wait till. Whenever this whole thing dies down, and I do think the box office will bounce back like crazy. People, if people willingly walk away from something, that's something else. But Americans, when you take something from them, they get real mad, and so when it comes back, yeah, they come back with a force to support it and and uh, patronize it or whatever. So I think the film industry will eventually be fine. It's just going to take a hit for the next couple of months. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. But it's going to be a down year for them, just like it is for a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's not for us because we, we're still doing the show and we're, uh, we're going to have a little Yeah, fun. so, well, I mean, you know, you can still, uh, listening, uh, mm-hmm. can enjoy us in your home as we record this in a home and, you <laughs> yeah. know, we limit uh, going into large crowds. Although if movie theater, if you go at the right time, it's it's dead. Yeah, true. In the middle of the day or exactly. first showing. Um, yeah. So you could probably still get away with that, <laughs> I think. I, I mean, those huge IMAX theaters, I might steer clear of. Yeah, 
for any kind of big movie for a little while because it's but, just there's so many seats. But these places are all saying that they're hiring extra cleaning crews to clean for real after like every True. showing. So we'll see how much of that really goes into effect. But if you're a cleaner, man, this is your time to literally clean up. Like you would probably get overtime, make double time. You could probably set your rates yeah. if you wanted to at this well, point. Well, I mean, probably not around here because there is no actual. Output. Oh, you mean out Los, around Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, well. But other cities, for sure. Yeah, yeah. New York. Like what's going on in New York and all that jazz? Yeah. Certainly. So we want to do it. We wanted to count down the top 10 actors uh, turned movie stars. And uh, there's a lot to choose. Matt, I was really surprised how many there were to choose there's from. There's a stupid number to choose from. Right? And it's, it's impossible. We should have narrowed this. <laughs> yeah, we should have narrowed this. We should have, because I have a list of legitimately like 15. Yeah, 15. me too. Full on and honest, I should go further. Yeah. But there are other people who are just like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's not the same thing right, like in my right, head. Right. But even in that, where I went, I created like as, as tight a definition as I could. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck, man. There's legitimately, my last couple were just, there's there's five, six, seven fighting for the last two on my mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. I just made a decision ultimately and I yeah. didn't change it. I just like, I'm going with it. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. I've got from, I've got 17 or 18 that I that I had yeah. overall. And like you, I went through a bunch of lists, and there were some that I was like, oh, I really want to put that on here as even an honorable mention, but it's not quite there 100%. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I wrote down every person I could think of and or find. Oh, wow. And then I went through a bunch of them's IMDb's and be like, because it's all, you know, one one person got listed and like they were on TV, mm-hmm. but they did like three short little stints. Oh yeah, immediately jumped to movies. Yeah, for me it has to be like, were you a series regular on a show? Yeah, that's the number one. Or thing. did you do TV for a long time, even if it was like bit part here, bit but yeah. just like you did a shitload of work on TV, right? Or I knew you solely from TV. Yeah, and then you make the jump. Yep. So it's like all three of those, but it's just like if you had a couple random things and then. Or you were already doing movies and you did a little TV and you're yeah. doing like, but you're high profile somewhat in those movies. Like, I'm not counting that. Yeah, yeah. Because you existed kind of on both timelines. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to tell them how the show works, bud? Uh, once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top 10 lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Nice. Good one for a coronavirus Friday. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's your number 10? Uh, 10, once again, billions to choose from. I went with Will Ferrell. Oh, good choice, man. All right, not on my list. Good choice, okay. though. SNL, yeah. obviously. Yes, obviously. Uh, any number of movies you can pick, mm-hmm. you know, Anchorman is really what cemented him for me. Yeah. It's like, this is fantastic. I love everything about this. Um, and it's a bunch of SNL people make the jump and end up doing movies. Yes. But very few of them become truly movie stars. Right. You know, it, that's even more rarefied air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, legitimately, how many would you say there are? Under ten. Yeah, I'm like six. Yeah, seven. certainly under ten. Now, do they? Do, are there a bunch that appear in movies all the time? Yes. Yes. But movie stars, a whole movie other, stars, a whole other ballpark. Yeah. Where you're regaling tales of like, oh man, do you remember that sketch or right. this or whatever else? And then you love a ton of their movies, and they were right. the A star in that. You know, TV actor turned movie star right. was this, which right. is like. Will Ferrell is a star. Yep. He shines in everything he pops up in, even when it's the stupid talk show stuff that I managed to see a clip of. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's always, he's magnetic and charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's legitimately 10 on this list because there's so many good people to choose from. Oh, yeah. That 
I was all over the place with. He's lower because of other people's placement elsewhere. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you made my list, man. Be really thankful. Because <laughs> that was hard. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, all right, what's your number nine? Uh, nine, I picked uh, Morgan Freeman. Ooh, good choice, man. Oh, yeah, from Electric Company. Electric, but he was on a different world, too. Oh, I was on a soap opera. Okay. No, no, different world was the post-Cosby oh, oh. show. He was on that? That uh, Once I read that on IMDb, I was like, oh, oh. shit. And it, uh, Yeah. Wow. But Electric Company. Okay. It's like, until Driving Miss Daisy, I think. Well, I mean, what else he was doing right around then? Yeah, he had that street smart film that he was nominated for as Best Supporting Actor. Which uh, was with Christopher Reeve, like in the mid '80s or something. Didn't but see that before then. He wasn't really doing. He had small parts I, in this or that. Maybe Lean on Me. Was yeah, the first thing yeah. I saw of his. I saw Lean on Me. I didn't yeah. see Glory until I was a little bit older. Oh, okay, right on. Because that was like what '87. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was eight, nine. Okay. Um. So, but he's you know just nowhere, and then suddenly Morgan Freeman has been a part of our lives <laughs> to a degree. I I mean yeah. I chose Seven as my movie. Right. Uh, although I just realized I didn't do it for my top two, but I, I don't really care. Mm. Um, I'm sure you can pick one. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, yeah, but it, yeah. they're just so plentiful. It's yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, no-brainer, guys. All right. these are no-brainers. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's a good choice, though, Morgan Freeman. I hadn't, I'd totally forgotten about him on Electric Company, but certainly he's been a star for a number of years, mm-hmm. appearing in Shawshank, Unforgiven, all kinds of great films, and been nominated. He won. I think he won, or was he nominated? Did he win? He won for Glory. He won for Glory. And right. was he? No- he's nominated for Driving Miss Daisy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Did he get nominated for Invictus? Oh, maybe for Invictus, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to make sense as a Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Yeah, for his uh, uh, Mandela. Um, I'm sense. sure he's been nominated for something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, something on the documentary side. Right, he's for the March of the of, Penguins. Yeah. yeah. He's done just so much. I mean, he's just an indelible part. He's the voice of God, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> he certainly isn't Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Well, but you now, like, when he plays the president and all that stuff, right. Is right. It, every time we've all conditioned ourselves to believing that, they're like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> we're all fine with it. They're like, okay. It's funny how that works, right? It's, it's like, oh, yeah, we're cool with it. I don't have a problem with it. I like Morgan Freeman's God makes sense yeah. to me. Just this sonorous... Booming voice. I mean, yeah. James Earl Jones would yeah. be another. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a commanding voice. Yeah, yeah. You could say uh, Brian Blessed, but he's a little over the top. <laughs> yes, he can be, yeah. Yeah. Great voice, though. Oh, he does, yeah. Just More... a powerful, booming voice. Absolutely. Uh, Flash Gordon and the Shakespeare movies with Brana. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Menace, he's the oh, yeah. heavyset Gungan. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I always forget yeah. he's in Phantom Just the over the top. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it was great voice casting. He, he, yeah. he's, I've known who he was just from his voice because I didn't watch Flash Gordon, but I saw him on something, and he's right. always stuck in my head. He stands, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's in, in uh, Tarzan as well. He's the villain. Oh, he's is the voice he? of the villain guy. And yeah, he's got and, a great voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, what's your number eight? Uh, number eight was uh, Clooney. Oh, nice dude. That was my final cut. Was it? I wanted to put him on so fucking bad, but I was like. His stars kind of fall a little bit. He's not really out there doing much. And maybe these other ones, I feel like, had a stronger impact overall. So it was a tough cut. He, he was originally on True. that list, and eventually I had to move him down. He is. I looked at his IMDb in like the past three yeah. years. It's been mostly Nespresso shorts. Yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> or, yeah, because he's doing that. He also that tequila company, which he sold for millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. That, you still see the trucks around L.A. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Casa Hermanos or something? Yeah, Casa de Hermanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good choice, it, though. Look, he seems like the coolest fucking guy. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Just, he seems like it'd be a lot of fucking fun to hang out with. Right. Great personality, you know, can deliver a joke and take a joke. Yes. Uh, and he's a ball buster and yeah. he has practical jokes. And the stories you hear is his friends saying he is genuinely magnanimous mm-hmm. and just a kind individual. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the, the times where I genuinely believe, the, you know, like, oh, he plays pranks and be like, I bet you he does. Yeah. I bet you he does. There's yeah. a story. Uh, I heard Greg Proops tell it one time that Ryan Stiles was uh, shooting Who's Line and he walked outside right. to smoke a cigarette. And Clooney was going past on one of those golf carts because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was shooting something at the same on the same lot, and he had two suits, three suits, like all surrounding him on the. He just yeah. goes, "Hey, Styles," and fucking gives him the bird. <laughs> <laughs> he goes past, and you're like, "Come on, that's fun. That is fun. If that doesn't make you laugh, yeah. then we can't be friends." Uh, just the <laughs> hey, Styles, like yeah. I mean, but it's also a recognition of, of course, I know who you are. Right, right. Uh, and and like, I know you'll appreciate this joke. And let the record show, Matt, uh, did the middle finger is what Clooney yeah, does. Yeah. I don't know if it was a double podcast, bird, because yeah. I heard it. I can't remember where I heard that story, but it fuck always you. stuck with me. Just the, <laughs> fuck you, and you're like, dude, Cloney sounds like the best. <laughs> I do that with any of my close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone says that. That's a, uh, uh, He's one of the best dudes to know, and he's like so uh, supportive and giving and like goes out of his way for all kinds of people there in Hollywood. So, yeah. you know, cause like, he, and he's humble about it after the story is after he made it, like his six or seven friends that helped him the most, he cut them all checks for a million dollars and paid the taxes on it. So they cleared a million dollars. Jesus. And uh, in essence, they couldn't say no, he would not let them. Right. Right. It was not, this isn't some pity. This is you helped me out more than you could ever know. Wow. And this is some, I, I can more than afford to do this, please. Right, right. It would make me happy. Yeah. Uh, as a thank you. And you're like, I mean, wow. Yeah. What a dude. Yeah. And it, it was crazy because I remember him from Facts of Life. Oh, yeah. But he had the previous ER show that I never saw. I saw that show with Elliot Gould and Mary McDonald. Yeah, a yep. comedy ER, mm-hmm. whatever. And then he came back around when he was on uh, ER initially in the lead up. And I was like, wasn't he on? Yeah. That's a dude from Facts of Life, right? Like the late seasons? He just yep. showed up? Yeah. Uh, With that mullet? Yeah. And all these years later, even though he doesn't work as much anymore, that's a, that is a movie star. True. That's why he makes my list. Yeah. That's a star. Yeah. It's a fair point, And man. he had a hell of a TV career. He did. He did. Uh, my number 10, and this is so shocking because I just, just shocking to me, is uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, dude, that's a punt. Yeah, okay. Fine. Because uh, I just, well, I'll tell you my reasons when we get there. All right, my number nine then is Will Smith. That was a tough cut. Yeah, a cut for you, huh? Is it, I went through his IMDb. <laughs> you start stacking it up against other people's. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I love this dude. He's got like five movies I love, and you have... Two, maybe three. Yeah. You got a bunch that I like, but love is a different animal. Right. Me. See, I think he's, but he was the top movie star for like three years. Oh, 100%. So to me, that once you're at that level, you've achieved that level, there's yes. a certain level of consideration. And now he's making a comeback with all these other films he's got coming out. Oh, and fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And he's been received really well. Like he, he, he was part, best part of Suicide Squad, in my opinion. And then. <laughs> That's uh, not saying much. Well, but then he's it's like, this end of the turd doesn't smell as much. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, it still smells. That's still fun to still watch. Still getting a waft from the rest of it. <laughs> and there was something else he was on, or another film he was, did recently that I really enjoyed him in. I can't remember it right offhand. But, you know, there was a run where he was like, just untouchable on all this. Like, even, uh, even Hitch, I'll defend Hitch, dude, was a fun movie. He literally mm. controlled the yeah. 4th of July in summer. Yep. The biggest holiday weekend because he had crushed it so many years in a row that nobody wanted to counter-program against whatever the fuck Will Smith was putting out on, you know, July 4th. Right, And right. potentially winning the summer with that movie. Yep. Just like, I'm, there's no point. Let's pick another weekend. Like, yeah. that's impressive. It is. How could I forget Bad Boys for Life? The one, that's the one that I'm thinking about. He just had that one come out in January. Mm-hmm. It crossed $200 million domestically. That's insane for a film. It is insane. That far removed from the second installment. Mm-hmm. And those old two. And, you know, Martin Lawrence ain't, ain't that, putting butts in seats like he used to. Is that really the reason for the insanity, though? Is the length of time? You don't think it was the quality of the product previously? Didn't really merit a third one? A third one. Are you insane? Perhaps the third one is when they got it right for the very first time. I haven't seen it. <laughs> You're insane. You're insane. Uh, the first one is fantastic. It's really not. The second one is not good. The third one is great. It's a lot of fun, the third one, because it evokes the first first one really well. Oh, look at that. It's a lot of fun. I'm just telling you. That's the equivalent of, well, he tried. No, that is not. It is. That is not. You've seen it fail, and you're like, wow, you know, you see still. What do you, you see? Oh, a cinematic masterpiece from Bad Boys for Life? You're looking to have fun and, and, and enjoy the film. And it does. It works on so many levels. $200 million. Two, yeah, I'm in the minority. Yes. For correctly thinking that there's no reason we needed a third, and now a fourth. They've already started pre-production on a fourth. Yes, no they have. fucking reason. Yeah, uh, I don't know. How, I don't know what they're going to call it because I mean they used the four life already in the third one, so we'll see. Yeah, what exactly. You took fourth. the four away. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Bad boys go fourth. Bad, bad boys for real. <laughs> oh, for real. I like that. Yeah, of course you do. For the last time. Yeah, well, that's what they, they have to keep the four now going, and the fifth one is for the last time. Uh, for real this time. For real. <laughs> For one final round? For one final round. There it is. Uh-huh. It just never ends. <laughs> for the Senior Living Center. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was on my number nine, Will Smith. Because, I mean, you know, of course, Fresh Prince and all yeah, the incredible oh, yeah. films. He's yeah. a rapper turned TV yeah. actor. Right, right. it's not like you saw him on TV and you're like, this dude, this dude's got it. Yeah. Because he was. I'll be he, honest with you. He's not that good on. Well, he got better. The show, though, wasn't intended for him to be good. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's not like a prestige piece. Exactly. <laughs> it's just supposed to translate his general likability. Yes. And they turn it into a TV show that, like, Family Matters. Right. Family Matters that have, like, a serious one every once in a game. But by and large, it was Urkel sliding into the room. Yeah. You know, doing his little catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I was a sucker for it. I loved it at the time. <laughs> but uh, to see him then propel on. <laughs> Don't oh. worry, it's allergies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you coughed earlier. We're so. all dead. Um, We're both dead. <laughs> potentially. I feel like I'm dying at all times. Anyway, so it's totally oh fine. Listen to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm convinced I have cancer. What? Right now. What? In particular. Have you gone to go get checked? Uh, you think you can get into a hospital right now? <laughs> That's a good point. You, think you got a good fucking shot? Every other time, I like uh, it'll be fine because I've had two other things, and it was okay. like a weird flare-up. Okay. But because it was a weird flare-up, but they're completely not related. It was right. just you know your right. body sometimes does weird shit. Yeah, yeah. But each time I was like, "Fuck, is this is this it? Hmm. Is this it?" Because I I had an inflamed taste bud on the back of my tongue. Oh, uh, didn't know what it was. Finally, eventually figured it out. Yeah. Um, but for a while, they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> 
this isn't good. Like, it hurts when I swallow for three weeks straight. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, just waiting to get in to see a doctor. It's like, this can't be good. And wow. Eventually, she's like, no, it's just this, this, and this. Try changing these things. And then I tried one just to try it, and it ended up being the one thing. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. This was I an stopped. easy fix. I used to chew gum in my sleep. In your sleep? I think I started it after I quit drinking because it's a shot of sugar alcohol. Uh-huh. And my body just liked having the sugar right before I went to sleep because I was right. used to getting so much sugar from drinking. Right. So I got used to, I'd fall asleep. It never fell out of my mouth. I always woke up with it. I never once had a gum accident. Yeah. And I would just kind of chew it and fall asleep with it in my mouth. But I guess the sugar alcohols were sitting on the back of my tongue and inflaming it. Yeah. And eventually just got to the point of like, this is dumb. Now, if you're having sex with Kathy, do you take the gum out and then put it back in? Uh, well, I stopped it years ago. <laughs> okay. So it hasn't really been a problem. But she did think it was weird at first. Of course she did. That is a it weird was, thing. It, I mean, honestly, it crept up out of nowhere, and it helped me fall asleep. And well, you I was you used to do. falling asleep drunk every night. Yeah, no, no. So when you quit that. Better than gum. I mean, better than drinking. That's I, I did sure. Tylenol PM for the first six months. Oh, wow. I take a couple of Tylenol PM just to ensure that I fall asleep. Right, right, right. Uh, and then eventually I, you know, Cut that off cold turkey, and then the gum habit just kind of developed naturally. You developed a nasty. I did gum it for habit. like a year and a half, two years. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never heard of that. Before, I mean, I, trust me, and I've never done it since, and I don't wow. know why I did it, but it just I did, and became a comfort and helped me fall asleep. And natural thing. Well, yeah. Did I, you have certain flavors that would help you sleep better? Fuck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you have that kind of habit. You develop taste. This is genius. Okay. Uh, it is Orbit Sweet Mint. It's oh. like this mint, like this bright green packaging. Yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah. But it is fucking choice. This is my gum of choice. I well, now buy the stuff, because I, I like having gum just yeah, my yeah. breath turns bad. I keep it in the car. Mm-hmm. Like I came in with it because I knew there's a chance and just to freshen it yeah, up a little talking bit. hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it doesn't. I buy the stuff now that don't have wrappers. The Orbit has wrappers. Mm-hmm. So you just end up with fucking wrappers everywhere. And right. it was a lot of. Needless trash, but I don't chew near as much gum anymore. Yeah, that was a weird habit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd go to, I'd hunt out who had the best prices, and I'd buy the five pack multi pack, and I'd buy like four or five, six at a time, <laughs> and that lasts me a, a long time. Yeah, uh, but still, that's brilliant. Yeah, hunted out, been to Spartan Finals. I knew the Costco's that carried it. Yeah, uh, although when I moved. Eventually, over to a different area, that Costco didn't keep it. So then I had to go somewhere else. Whatever. It's a, mm-hmm. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> this is brilliant. I yeah. love it. Uh, all right. Uh, then my number eight is uh, Bill Murray. Uh, I. It was a tough cut. Wow. It was a tough cut. Wow. I am shocked. I am too, actually, because I think I screwed up and put Bill, uh, Will Ferrell instead of Bill Murray. Points. Oh, okay. That's fine. Once you, again, there's 15. Yeah. And if anybody wants. I can count out the number that I wrote down. They were all in contention. It's a page and a third. Wow. Typed out with no header or no uh, thing, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. border at the bottom. So it's just a full fucking page. Damn. And then a third down. There's a lot of choices. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Once I hit 20, I stopped. I was like, all right, 20. These are the 20. And, and I went through multiple lists and other suggestions and looked through recent stuff. And I was like, nope, nothing's cracking these top 20. So I'm just going to leave it here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Bill Murray was my number eight. Um, I just think because at the time, crossing over from SNL wasn't, to be consistent with it, wasn't always. Like Chevy had two years. Ackroyd had a yeah, year. Yeah, I wouldn't consider Chevy for this list. Yeah. Ackroyd I wouldn't consider. Exactly. But Bill was Bill has been still going on yeah. for multiple decades and has been through 
multiple iterations of Bill Murray, right? Yeah. There was the smart alecky Bill Murray from the 80s. Uh, and then the nineties kind of like every once in a while, like what about Bob? Those kinds of things would pop in. Yeah. Well, you got your groundhog day. Yeah. Groundhog you day. Right. Scrooged. Yeah, exactly. There's kind of like yeah. a little more Showing mature more comedies heart. and then, yeah, right. More heart. And then eventually the older Bill Murray and you're seeing a loss in translation, the more dramatic Bill Murray, things of that nature still able to do it like he does in, uh, uh, zombie land and in the sequel oh, yeah. when he needs to call in it, he's always has it. But like you see a more introspective Bill Murray as he's older and that's fun to watch as well. So, just the fact that he has transitioned in the way that he has and has maintained the success for multiple decades. Yeah, like, uh, was it Life Aquatic? He's good in that. So those kinds of things, you just got to give him... Oh, and oh, Rushmore, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, sakes. every Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that he shows he's up in. And, and, you know, he's always good. Yeah. And yeah. Then, like the little side, the St. Vincent. Right, the St. Vincent one. I yep. enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Some of them, in my opinion, uh, Melissa McCarthy's best work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like you and Can You Ever Forgive Me, though. I thought that was actually good stuff. That you did. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was Oscar worthy, but I thought it was a good film. Yeah, yeah. Now I thought her, she was good in it. The English guy whose name I'll never remember. Oh, Richard E. Grant. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, which kids, if you can't picture him, uh, he was in The Last Star Wars. Yes, he was. Um, I thought he was excellent. Yes. It's not to take anything away from her, but he got to float in and be such a, you know, a, a bright yes. focus. Yeah. And then he would float back out and she has to carry the weight of this. Right. And ultimately, I thought the movie was good, not great. Okay. It's like a, it's an eight, and there were tens that year. Yeah. Type of thing. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my number eight. What's your number seven? Uh, seven is Denzel. Uh, that's a slight punt, but a punt. Okay. Yeah. What's your six? I know. Dude, you start getting into these, these <sighs> upper. Six is Leo. That's a punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I don't <laughs> care where... Like legitimately, because I I think I make a different list tomorrow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number seven then is Michelle Williams. I I tried. Yeah. It's going okay. through hers was another IMDb, which is like, how many of these do I love? Ah, uh, that's fair. It's personal been, taste. Yeah, you've yeah. been in a lot of stuff that I think is really good. Yeah. But not many that it, uh, that oh that's in the constant rotation. Mm-hmm. It was a close one though. She's in my like fifteen. Yeah. Cut yeah. list. I had to put her in. I mean, they, one for recency stuff, but also because, like, you know, Dawson's Creek. Who the fuck thought all the? I know. You know That's why she almost made my list. Right. There's one that should make your list. Yeah. And I legitimately almost put this individual on because I was like, I didn't, I fucking hated his TV career. Yeah. But the fact that he made the jump to do this, amazing. Yeah. Flat out amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So with her, I mean, it was just like you. You didn't anticipate that happening, and then she did it. And then she's progressively made some really incredible films at Boo Valentine, uh, My Week with Marilyn, uh, what she did uh, with, I thought she was good in Greatest Showman, what she's done in multiple other films and different comedies, uh, dramas, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's always revered. And what she just did winning that Emmy for the Bob Fosse show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I forget what it was called. Um, Uh, I know what you mean. It's it's on our list of, oh, shit, we should give this a try. Oh, yeah? I haven't watched it yet. I I loved it. We tore through it in two days. Werner Fosse? Uh, yeah, Verdon Fossey. Verdon yeah, Fossey. Yeah, Verdon Fossey. Yeah, or Fossey Verdon. No, it's Fossey, Fossey Verdon. Fossey Verdon. And that one, that series was incredible. And so, yes, it's a TV series, but it was shot oh, like cares? a film series. Yeah. It, look, it looked like every episode felt like a film. So, to me, those are the things that she's able to do so well, so effectively. And she's legitimately a star. People give her stuff and whatever, and she, and she is always successful at it. So, I think she uh, definitely deserves to be on the list. In 100%. Yeah. It's just... Anyway, what's your next one? Yeah, my next one is Clint, Clint Eastwood, number uh, six. Well, that is a punt. <laughs> okay. 
And we will get to that oh. after we hear this word from our sponsors. All right, and we're back. Thank you to ourselves and our sponsors for giving them a shout-out. And thank you all for supporting those sponsors if you have been doing so yeah, as we well. we really all appreciate right. it. Yeah, what's your number five? Um, <clears throat> five is the punt we previously, previously just brought up, mm. but it was the perfect timing for it, <laughs> uh, which is Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Dude was, I mean, rawhide. Yeah. I've never actually seen it. I just know it exists. He's always existed on movies for me, but if you go look at his IMDb, guy bounced around in uncredited roles oh, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he gets rawhide, and it's one of those things of, he was always born to play this. It's, yeah. it's impressive it took you guys this long to figure out. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it took him time to grow into the type of individual that could do it. Right. But I can see why after that he seamlessly moves on into the movies, yep. carrying that over. Yeah. And, I mean, just made classic after classic, in my opinion. Over and over and over. And then on top of that, tons of other movies that are excellent. Yeah. You know, uh, In the Line of Fire, like those type of get out of the Western genre. Right. Uh, and all the stuff he's directed. Like, it's really impressive for you looking at the full arc of his career. Yeah, and still going. I mean, I enjoyed Richard Jewell. I thought Richard Jewell was a damn good movie. I haven't seen The Mule. That's one of those rare ones that have slipped by me of his older stuff. But yeah. He is still doing it, still directing it, still has a point of view, still has a purpose in what he's doing all these years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there are so many of his films that decorate every decade of our existence yes. uh, as filmgoers, certainly mine at least. Uh, uh, there's there's a film for every decade or a few films for every decade that you could turn to and be like, oh, these are incredible films. They're not always Oscar-worthy films, but they're damn good films that stay with you. Like yeah. you said, like In Line of Fire. There's a number of Westerns that he's directed that are, that are, or that he's in that were great. A mm-hmm. number of uh, non-Western stuff as well. And he's always willing to take chances, you know, and, and try his stuff. I mean, Bridges of Madison County is one of the, the most subtly damn... It's way better than the fucking book. It's subtly damn good films that okay. explores this relationship between these two people in a way, in a more complex way, a more deeper way. And I enjoy that way more than that book. You know, they cop out of a book. So, um, yeah. I haven't experienced either. (laughs) When that came out, that just, to me, was a depressing old people movie. Oh, oh, okay. Not the individuals in it, the individuals that would want to see it. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, And I was like, that's not for me. So I've never, (laughs) I've never seen it. But his IMDb is so long. Yeah. That... There's a good chance I don't see everything that he's made movie wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a million things in there. Yeah, there are. There's all, you know, things that, if I'm being honest, like I've only seen. What's the one where he flies the helicopter? Oh, oh. uh, It's like Firefox. Firefox. I knew it as. Literally, it was like Nighthawk. I know it's got a stupid (laughs) fucking name. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it a helicopter? Or is his the SR 22 knockoff? Yeah, the spy plane thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, but that's like loose. I was really young. Yeah, fire. The 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 uh, helicopter is one. Nick is, Cage is no. The helicopter one is Blue Thunder. That's the Roy Scheider '80s helicopter one. And then if it's the TV show, that's the, no. That's Airwolf. Airwolf, right? Exactly. No, there's one with. I want to say it's Tommy Lee Jones and Nick Cage. Wow. Yeah. Because it's one of like one of them has a, they're they're flying around. It's computer assisted. Yeah. So there's this big thing that comes up over their eye. Oh. It was projecting into. Interesting. Uh, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Nicholas Cage. Let okay. Uh, Clinch. Okay. Uh, I, I will see. vamp for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Give me two seconds. Nicholas Cage, Tommy Lee Jones. Can you contain them in the same damn movie? I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Um, was it a, oh, a helicopter movie? I don't recall that. 
Well, um, there was Stealth. There was that Jamie Foxx one. Stealth. Um, Might have just found it. Firebirds? Firebirds. Firebirds. Wow. There we go. Elite Apache helicopter pilots are tasked with destroying powerful armed drug cartels operating in South America. Wow. We Who? got Nick Cage, Tommy Lee Jones, and Sean Young. Who's in, what year is this? This is 1990. Wow. Right on the cusp before they stopped putting Sean Young in films. It is a 4.8 on IMDb. <laughs> of course it is. And it runs for 125 minutes. Oh. That's always oh. a sign of a quality That's movie. a two-hour film. Uh, 125 minutes? Well, pardon me. One hour and 25 minutes. Oh, so, one, oh, so 85 minutes. Yeah, 85 <laughs> minutes. Firebirds. Oh, my God. Yeah, I distinctly, I faintly remember that one. Firebirds. Wow. Wow. Um, all right. So then my number five is a pun from you earlier. Denzel Washington. Denzel at five. Okay. I just think, you know, obviously what he did at, um, what was that show? The Hospital St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. Yeah. He was good in St. Elsewhere. And I remember someone, I think it was David Morse or somebody who's on the show, maybe Howie Mandel, in some interview, they were talking about Denzel and they said, oh yeah, he, oh, he was always going to be a movie star because whenever we tried to get him to do any kind of press or be part of like the Battle of the Network stars, mm-hmm. he said, he would always say, a movie star doesn't do that. And where I'm going, I'm not going to do things That'll make people think I, I'm not going to go be a movie star. And it was like, what an interesting decision. That motherfucker knew where he was going and acted accordingly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's, Once there's, he got those teeth did, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> what was it? You, you dress for the job you have. This guy was literally already prepared for the job he had. Precisely. Uh, mentally. Good for yeah. Yes. And we yep. have all agreed, lo, these many years, later, many decades later. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if the movie is okay, he's still, like, flight. Yeah, the movie's good. Yeah, the movie's good. He's excellent in it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he's in, he's good in so many. I mean, Malcolm X, obviously, but like you know, Man uh, on Fire, Man on Fire, Hurricane, so, so good. Yeah, Hurricane. Uh, he was in Glory with uh, Morgan Freeman as well. Yes, um, and also that Shakespeare he did uh, much to do about nothing with the Brano yeah. one. He's in that. Um, uh, Ricochet, which I have a soft spot in my heart for that terrible movie. Yeah, the John Lithgow. Uh-huh, yeah. where he's the, just hamming it up and every scene is the villain. I remember that one. Yeah, he, uh, Denzel played the DA, the That's young right. rising DA. That's right. Yeah, and then Lithgow is <laughs> out to get him. They have that fucking telephone book padding yeah. prison fight Lithgow does with yeah. somebody else. Just ridiculous. Was Oliver Platt his friend in that movie? No, it Who's was his uh, friend in that movie? Uh, uh, Kevin Pollack. Oh, Kevin Pollack. That's I right. Believe. Oh man, I remember Ricochet. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was so much he did. He's so many interesting vehicles he did going through. Virtuosity. Things. Virtuosity, yeah. I yeah. kind of like that movie, even though it's terrible. What's the principal one he did where he was the principal? Or he was, isn't there a school one that he did? I thought there was a school What, the Great oh. Debaters? Uh, the what? That's a debate. No, the no, great no. Debaters. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, remember the Titans, where he's like, a, oh, he's yes, a coach. Yeah. yeah. He's like in charge of these kids in, the, in a high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's me. Oh, you're insane. I love that movie. It's, I've watched it a lot of times. Mm. Like a fucking butt, boatload of times. <laughs> wow. Uh, and you still don't like it? You've watched it that much? It's just so manipulative. Well, of course it is. It's a story. But it's over the top. It's like every everyone, they got it dialed in just perfectly. Yeah. This moment, boom, come in, big strings. And here's the race relation subplot with these two characters. Yeah, yeah. And then the new kid. And then, boom, strings come in again. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. So it's effective. It's yeah. really good at what it does. But it it's, is. It's engineered to me. Um, 
all the things he did is building his career up. It's just been fun to watch. And then now he's at that kind of veteran status where he, when he shows up with something, you hope the movie is as good as what he's going to do, you know, and yeah. inside man, he is great in inside man. Uh, and in Mo Better Blues, yeah. you know, things of that nature. Uh, I like the equalizer. Yeah. Equal. The first one was good. Second one was okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you love to see him and stuff. You enjoy seeing him. hundred percent. And he's great to talk to. So great to talk to man. And like um, looking at, uh, I was looking at Will's IMDb and he's got mm. one projected to come out about, uh, seventies, uh, mobsters that ran Harlem. Oh, wow. And his character is someone that, uh, the New York times dubbed untouchable. Mm, like interesting. just, but it's all about, you know, black crime families right. in Harlem in the late 70s. Yeah. Well, that's another one. He did great work in American Gangster. Yeah, I'm saying uh, yeah. maybe there's a part in there for Denzel as another... Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how far along they are on that. <laughs> I just saw it on his and I was like, oh, interesting. That could be fun. Uh, all right, what's number four? Four is Jim Carrey. Yeah, I didn't make my list. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not surprised. He's got two movies. Three, maybe. Uh, maybe. Dude... It, He's he's got so many more than that for me. Okay, for me. Okay, I get it if his over the topness isn't everybody's cup of tea. Right, right, right. But he's got so many that I just flat out love. That he's making my list and he's gonna make it high because the rewatchability. And he went from, you know, failed TV show in Duck Factory. Oh yeah, yeah. He had that movie First Bitten, but I didn't see that until after mm-hmm. I believe I saw In Living Color. Right. And then to make the jump from In, in Living Color, it kind of legitimized. That show, on some level, mm-hmm. they've made a movie star off of it. I think that's the biggest irony of In Living Color. This was made to highlight black comics, and yet the white comic is the one that really came out and blew up like crazy. Yeah, Keenan Ivory had his time and, and whatever. But Damon still works and works consistently. He does, but none of them the reached degree. the carry level. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. but... It's not they couldn't Eddie had done it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just, you know, when a person has something, they have it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, we all agree for whatever reason. Right. Yes, this individual, uh, and that one we just, we all agreed on it's, by and large. It's unquantifiable. Yeah. yeah. Him, I mean, I expected uh, David Allen Greer to have a more pro, not to say he's had a bad career. The guy's been working consistently. Yeah, yeah. And he's worked on Broadway and done TV and movies, but I always just assumed he was going to break out. Yeah. Because uh, he was so good, Damon had like a little bit of a run, and I was bit. thinking he was gonna like last Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah, what? I thought he might jump. Bulletproof, yeah, with bulletproof Adam Sandler, with Sandler. Um, but there were a number of things that I thought he might jump to that next level, uh, but didn't quite didn't quite get there. You know, and Keenan tried. Oh Lord, Keenan thought he was a movie star like crazy, uh, and really was not. And so worked pretty consistently. He did for a while, for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm sure he took care of his money and he's just doing, you know, doing just fine. He's just chilling out. And he's got his fingers in different pies. He's got a production company that I'm sure is working on a bunch of yeah. stuff. And yeah. Yeah, he's good to go. But yeah, I just, the high water marks for me, look, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura 2, Dumb and Dumber is an all-time, an all-time classic mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. I will watch that until the day I die. Yeah. And be happy that it's on. So for that reason alone, and I loved In Living Color. Yeah. I loved and hated it because it was, I want to say it was the... Last TV show that I could watch at that you know point in my life yeah. before I had to go to bed for school the next day. Oh, okay. So it was coming on. I was so excited because I loved the show, and it also made me sad every time knowing that as soon as this ends, I have to go to sleep. Right. Or I have to go to bed at least. 
just like, oh, oh, this is so bittersweet. <laughs> but he was my favorite part on all of that. And when he made the jump, I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely give Ace Ventura. I love Ace Ventura for sure. I like Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Eternal Sunshine, the Spotless Mind, Truman Show. Um, but, you know, it's what happened afterwards. It seems to be like he rarely pops up and does anything of note. And yeah. I'm not, I tried watching that kidding show. It isn't for me. Me either. Uh, yeah. And it's just uh, sad. I enjoyed him in Sonic. He's good in Sonic, but it's like that. Oh, yeah. You still got this gear. Can we see this gear a little bit more? You know, see, I don't think he ever lost that gear. I just he picked projects that didn't succeed. Yeah. Just consistent. Like the, the same quagmire Will Smith's been in. Yes. The yes. same quagmire that a bunch of people. Very Will few, Ferrell, too. Yeah, yeah. Very few were Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Good point. But they're just few. consistent. You know exactly what you're getting yeah. from a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. But it's rare. And it's good. It's a good Tom Cruise movie. Uh, my number four, then, is Jennifer Lawrence. See, I, she was on TV before. Right. She so, was for 100%. Whole, for two seasons. Yeah. The Bill Engvall show. That, that, to me, fell on the... It's at the lower end of the spectrum of TV because she made the jump so quick oh. and she became so acclaimed so quick. Yeah. Just like, I, I don't know. To me, you were always a movie star oh. who happened to have just a day job for a little while. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, for me, I think that makes it the case all the more incredible because it was lower end True. TV. So for me, I, I, the make the jump to this level, Oscar level talent consistently. That quickly. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, that quickly, you know, and, and earn it, by the way. She oh, no. absolutely earned it. I mean, Silver Lane's playbook is a great great performance from her i think she's great in american hustle certainly good winter's bone um i even thought that joy film she was all right and then the, carrying a franchise like the hunger games and then of course x-men as well so it's pretty incredible what she's been able to do uh yeah the tail end of x-men is not great but yeah but she's she, good in the first two movies she fully checked out yeah three and did and not four. want to be there yeah no she didn't that's why so. they were ha- she was happy to get killed in the last one so yeah which I don't care if I'm spoiling because it doesn't really fucking matter. It's never going to do anything. Yeah, it'll get, it's a lame duck film, so who cares? It'll get rebooted. And yeah, exactly. Fucking all of it will get completely done again. Yeah. We're going to get another origin story for these fucking characters we all are. over again. It'll be three years later, but we'll get it. Yeah, it's a matter of time at this point, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. if. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, she's, she is massive. And to make yeah. that, that I, honestly, that should have figured into my calculus because because she made... Yeah, that quick a rise to everybody agreeing. No, she's excellent. Yeah, is really impressive. I think the next two or three years are going to show us w- where she lands because the last two or three years she has been received very well with her performances. Yeah, she picked some. Yeah, some weird, weird films like Red Sparrow. I get the point, but the overall thing yeah. of it, and people were starting to pick apart her acting and saying like, "Oh, you know, like, well, we see the ticks or the same role over again." She does the same thing over and over again, which of course nobody seems to give a fuck about with Tom Cruise, but they do with her for whatever reason. Uh, and so people push back against that. So you know, I think, but I think what she's accomplished is incredible. And this is a woman with talent that will be around for a long, long yeah. time. But yeah. there was a point at which they made fun of Cruise for only having a couple gears. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to tons of actors. Right. Very few people are Daniel Day Lewis or Tom Hanks or Meryl Streep or, you know, yeah. De Niro or even, but even De Niro and Pacino, they get shit. Yeah. Now, yeah, for all yeah. the stuff they do. It's just like, why, why did you do this? Like, this right. just seems like, I don't know, because I wanted to. Because like, <laughs> I could. Yeah. It's his choice. Yeah. All right, what's number three? Uh, three is the punt from earlier, Eddie. Okay. Th- three. Dude, because he flat out, like he was the biggest star in my world for a decade. All right. Without a doubt. Okay. And to this day, like coming to America is another one where okay. 
Yeah, you won't catch me fighting you on that. Yeah, it's an all timer, flat mm-hmm. out for me. And if you don't get it, I I genuinely feel bad for you. Yeah, because to me that is just a it's perfect. The stupidity, but the the heart, um, the jokes are solid. Even the you know when Arsenio starts cross dressing oh for no God. reason because they could have just hired yeah. anybody. I kind of enjoy it because they're doing so many multi characters. Yeah, it's funny and pulling it off like the barber shop is perfect. Oh, the barbershop is fucking great. perfect. Oh my God. How many actors can do that? Yeah, that's rare. That's nobody else even attempts it. Right. And by the way, the third guy in the barber shop should get way more credit. That guy is funny. He oh. is essential to those barbershops. That boy's good. <laughs> that boy's good. That boy's good. Oh, man, you ain't met no Dr. the King. You ain't met no Dr. <laughs> exactly, for them to bounce off their shenanigan over yeah. the top. He's so perfect for it, man. He is. Uh, it works so well. I don't know if they ever got any kind of credit for that kind of shit. And but he Eddie works. finally found a place for his Yiddish <laughs> yeah. old Jewish guy. Yes, he did. His vaudevillian grew up around a couple old Jewish guys, apparently, and absorbed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Gumby before now. Here it's yeah. fully realized. Yeah, but I mean, and you know, for me, he didn't make the list because he had such a meteoric rise, and then it's nothing. And the valley notes. for yeah. a long time. The valley is deep, but he is making that comeback. I mean, Dolomite is fantastic, uh, and his stint on SNL I thought was really funny. It wasn't a hundred percent great, but it was certainly funny. His Gumby stuff was genius on Weekend Update. If he just kept going with that for like. 20 minutes i'd have been extremely happy man um so hopefully he'll come back to that and start doing I, uh, more i i'm indifferent to that i don't even care because that previously was so good to me yeah oh yeah that i can live with this encapsulation of you and be perfectly content i, I know you don't want that you yeah. want to continue to grow and i'm happy i'll happily go see whatever you're gonna do right 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 because i am a fan yeah uh, yeah, three. As soon as writing it out, I was All like, right. boom, three. All right. What yeah. do you got? I respect it. Uh, my three is the point from earlier is DiCaprio. Okay. Because, yeah, because he, uh, he makes all on, the sense in the world. Yeah, right? I mean, because Growing Pains, he'd been on TV. That's a series regular he was on. Uh, yeah, that's and, where I knew him. Yeah. I remember when he came on, and you're like, who's this dude? Who's <laughs> this guy? Yeah. Uh, but then what he did, like going forward and, and what he's been able to accomplish, and again, decades of work, working with the greats, Scorsese, mm-hmm. working with some uh, fantastic filmmakers like uh, uh, Inaditu and all that jazz. And he's just, you know, and the Oscar he finally got, but like just the the stardom of him yeah. to jump from that into this and just almost seamlessly. And you could tell there was a hunger by him to achieve this status. And as we were watching the movies, you could see this is a kid like yeah. you building. It's like it's like almost like watching an athlete. You see every year they're getting just incrementally a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit. And then finally they hit that apex and then they got a prime for a few years before oh, yeah. before you see them kind of start to tail off, you know. And I, you see that with DiCaprio. I think if, if we do this in five, six years... He definitely jumps higher because right now he's on mm. a roll for me where Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to be watching that a ton. And now yeah. Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite part in it. And mm-hmm. I love, all, I mean, I love all his scenes. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of his more prestige work from before. Like, yeah. I like The Aviator, but I don't go back to rewatch it. Right, right, right. The Revenant, I don't think I'll ever see again. Okay. Um, but I will agree with you. They're excellent movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but now he's starting to make things where like, I definitely know I'm going to be watching more of this. Yeah, the rewatchability yeah, exactly. factor is higher. Um, like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? He is stellar. Yeah. Uh, catch me I, if you can. Catch me if you can. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, this Boy's Life? Yeah, with This De Niro? Boy's Life with De Niro. But like Gilbert Grape, I don't see all that often. Mm-hmm. This Boy's Life, I've seen. Yeah. 
and I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's an it's an excellent film. Like yeah. he's got a ton of those words. That so now he's got some rewatchability that creeps you up. That's big <laughs> on my you know. Yeah. Star to me is somebody I'm going to live with. Yeah. And now you're starting to make a case for you know you've moved you got a drawer in, in my fucking you know. I hope one day he does a comedy. He totally could. Yeah, I feel like he's got to do one. It, but do it as he's doing it, like in Once Upon a Time, where it's a realistic version, right? Not right. a slapsticky, not an over the top. Yeah, give me that. Maybe build to it like Clooney did. Yeah, but do your out of sight first, mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. It's like it's a hybridized, but comedy is definitely you know some a selling point. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, people should have put Clooney on the list. Damn, think of Old Brother and all those lists. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. why Old Brother, and then mm. you, the range to go to Descendants. Yeah, and I—I I mean, shit. Maybe I should push Will, Will Smith off my list. Maybe Clooney just had more for me. Maybe I will. Maybe You're right. Will. Eddie doesn't have as many, but it's just like, yeah. But but, but what he did have, Beverly Hills legendary. Cop. I love Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Uh, one, two. I'm a fan of. Yeah. Forty eight hours trading places. Trading places exactly. Coming just to like America. Bing, 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 Bing. It's, there's yeah. a lot on that list where there is. There I can is. watch you guys. I even enjoyed him in Dreamgirls. I thought he should have totally won he's, that Oscar. He's excellent in Dreamgirls. Yeah, he is. He is flat out excellent. I would argue, he, but this side of Jennifer Hudson is the best part of the movie. Oh uh, yeah. Was, unfortunately, they relied a little too much on Beyonce's storyline, which makes sense. It's the yeah, Diana it's, Ross. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but she couldn't carry it, man. No, she couldn't. Not yeah. to be for whatever reason. Like Jennifer Hudson was just more natural on yeah. camera. Yeah. And Eddie was awesome. Oh my god, just awesome. His, the way they usher him out of the movie is heartbreaking. Man. Yeah, but his first song in the movie is like, damn, like all his dreams of being a singer, even more so than that hit he had in the eighties. You got to see what Eddie could really do as a singer in that movie, and you're just like, that's what he's been constantly trying to get people to give him a little more credit for. Yeah, and he finally got it done. Um, all right, what's your number two? Um, well, right. that was my three. Your three was uh, DiCaprio. Yeah. My two was Robin Williams. That's my two. Okay, so we'll probably have the same number one. I Man, hopefully, I would hopefully. assume so. We'll see. All right. Um, yeah, but first guest appearance that I know of was Happy Days, mm-hmm. which spun into Mork and Mendy. Yep. But I knew him vaguely from Mork and Mendy, right? Because uh, I was really little when that was out. Yeah, I saw the Happy Days one, and I was I was uh, Mork and Mendy was appointment watching. Okay, I remember one of the first times I ever threw a tantrum as a child was when my father did not want to watch Mork and Mindy. He wanted to watch something else and I couldn't watch Mork and Mindy because we had one television. And I remember getting... That's one of my, you hear that, kids? Yeah. <laughs> one television! Uh, I remember just, just throwing the biggest tantrum and pounding upstairs and blah, blah, blah. And I was like screaming how all the kids are going to know about it and I won't know about it. I won't be able to talk to them about it. And you you hate me. You must hate me. But I just remember that distinctly because I loved that show so much and he was so good on it. So yeah, a uh, little interlude. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, mean, I forgot about those days where mm. oh. we had one TV as a kid. Right. It was just all there was to it. Mm. And eventually... My brother and I got like this old TV upstairs, but it didn't have cable, didn't have any of that stuff. Right, right. You caught fuzz, but it was there for our Atari and then our Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So we did have a second TV in the house, but didn't work for like a TV. My dad brought me a black and white television um, that was 13 inches, Okay, uh, but he got it as payment for a house painting. So we got it as part of the payment for the house painting. And that's what I was able to watch, like wrestling on, and the karate mm-hmm. movies, and the martial arts movies, rather, and and the whatever TV show I wanted. But it was in black and white, so I had to be upstairs in the living room watching a black and white man. Uh, my buddy Mike, 
He had one of those. <laughs> yeah. It was like long. Yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It was a more tube or cylindrical. Yes. But think of that. Like, have you ever seen like a poster when they mail it? Those tubes? It, it's elongated like that, but yep. it's a bulkier. Yeah, he had one in his room. Uh, he, him, his brother, and his sister got them all individually as gifts from yeah. some family friend or something. Right. His dad may have been on the take a little. You know? <laughs> okay. I, I don't think he, he was genuinely, but I grew up in a town that was pr- predominantly Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And years later found out, like, yes, there, some of your friends, more, their parents, were more, or their dad was more than likely wow. affiliated. So you're saying something fell off the back of the truck is what you're saying? I don't know. Okay. On that instance. Okay. His dad worked for the city. Right. So his dad was not part of... But it was their housekeeper, if memory serves, that gave them gave it to him. Oh. And they were the only people on the block that had a housekeeper. And she didn't really clean that much of the house, from what I remember. Interesting. Yeah, it was a weird. But we, you know, it was in West Virginia. It's not yeah. like everybody's living high on the hog. You know, right. It's West Virginia. It lived in, uh, you know, Clarksburg. <laughs> uh, everybody's kind of middle class, blue yeah. collar-ish, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had a housekeeper. And she's like, I don't know. She seems more like an aunt. He just hangs out and eats food and occasionally makes a sandwich. And talks to y'all. Yeah, so... And brings you things. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, those the old black and whites. The days of one television. Yeah, yeah. Now you, I stream shit on my phone. Using the knobs? Yeah, 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 right. Now you just... Whatever. You can do it on your Fitbit. Or on your fucking... Or whatever. Oh, the for Apple, real? The Apple Watch It makes whatever. sense. I've never yeah. owned one. I don't see the point, yeah, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Rob Williams, all the myriad of comedies that he did but also the dramatic stuff obviously with Goodwill Hunting and, and everything that he did on those on the dramatic front as well it was so fantastic to see his work uh, and see him progress as an actor and st- still be able to do the stand-ups that he did those HBO stand-ups are still incredible to go back and watch um, and then of course the sad ending that he had but overall just one of the best to ever do it to make the transition for oh, sure I mean, and with an Oscar for God's sake so you know and earn it and earn it yeah yeah. Like flat out, this wasn't some, hey, you've been doing great work, Oscars, and we should have given you one for five other things. Yeah, or you played the same, you played yourself, and we're yeah. just going to give you the Oscar for it. Or yeah. you pulled off this one part so amazing, mm-hmm. and then since then, it's like, you've been good, but I don't right. know if you ever got that height. Right. Thinking of a couple people in particular. Like Awakenings, he's fucking fantastic in Awakenings. He is. Yeah. He is. I even like the the schmaltziest worst of it because it's him, like Bicentennial Man. Yeah. It's a bad movie. It is. But he's good in it. He is. I feel for that fucking robot, man. He's such an earnest actor in no matter what you watch him in. Yeah. Even even in the villain stuff, like One Hour Photo, he's good. Fucking Insomnia. Insomnia. He's fantastic in Insomnia. Yeah. like his ability to play these different characters. And then do Patch Adams. Yeah, then do Patch, right. And you, it's, look, is it good? You know, it's a heartfelt... You know exactly what it's trying to do from the outside. Whether or not it works for you is the question. Right, right, exactly. They're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fine movie. He's mm-hmm. got a bunch of those where I'm like, I know what you're saying, but it, because it's him, man, yeah. I, so I, I will still watch it. Now, I've never seen RV. And like a bunch of his yeah. later work I'll skip on those, one. I yeah. you know did not see. Right, right. Uh, and it's not against him. It's just like, you didn't make that for me. Mm-hmm. So why do I need to watch that? Right. Uh, it always pops up in the weirdest places in films like in that Brana sophomore for Dead Again he's the weird psychiatrist who works in the meat pack I don't even remember yeah uh, Brana goes to get in uh, like ask him about this murder okay. and he's a uh, former psychiatrist who had a who went off the deep end mm-hmm. and now he's just working at the back of a grocery store in the meat section just 
putting meat out and shit like that. So he's a connection with Branagh. So Bran- it's literally it's a eight minute scene, five to eight minute scene. He's not even credited in the movie in the list, Good and he him. just does a small little part. Of course, Munchausen playing the King of the Moon and shit. So he uh, pops up always in the weirdest places, and he always delivers just great stuff when yeah. you see him. So yeah, what was that movie he did where he was like a fireman in Chicago or something, and then moved down to the Caribbean? You mean Club Paradise or Club? Yeah, wasn't didn't he wasn't he a fireman somewhere mm-hmm. in like maybe the Northeast? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just remember that in the beginning of the movie, and he was kind of like "fuck this, I'm out," and then goes down to the Caribbean and opens his own club or something. Yeah, it might be Club Paradise, the one with Peter O'Toole. I can't remember. It's a great little film. It's a comedy. It's a comedy, right? Yeah. It wasn't a drama or anything. Like no, no, no. It was early on. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it might be Club Paradise. It sounds right because I can't think of any other. <laughs> like island themed there's a number of people in that one too uh, let's Sorry, see that would have been early mid 80s here we are Moscow on the Hudson yeah I remember that. that one yeah that's when he I remember that that one broke my heart that's when I knew he could do drama seeing that movie The World According Garp that's Popeye yeah where the fuck is well, Popeye this? was terrible yeah Popeye was terrible I think Club Baradas is like 86 87 something like that or maybe later. But no, I know it's like 80s. it might be. Man, so don't I. But it zoomed mm-hmm. right past it. There it is. 1986. Yep. Uh, Jack Moniker. <laughs> Good name, Jack Moniker. Hey, a retired Chicago fireman partners with a reggae singer to turn a seedy Caribbean nightclub into a resort for affluent tourists. Yeah, who's the, re- who's the reggae singer? Was it T.K. Carter? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I got O'Toole, Rick Moranis, yep. Jimmy Cliff, Twiggy, Eugene oh, Levy. It was probably Jimmy Cliff, the fucking reggae singer. For real, Jimmy Cliff. It probably was Jimmy Cliff who played the character. How funny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would guess you are right. Yeah. Um. All right, so then our number one is probably the same. I hope so. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, yes. C- coronavirus victim Tom Hanks. I know. <laughs> like, that's... For the sake of more people, it's probably best that someone like Tom Hanks got it first among celebrities. Yeah. Because that's somebody that everybody will find out about. Yeah. And it yeah, yeah. makes it real. Well, someone tweeted that. It's like, as if the the coronavirus, is, I feel like the coronavirus went after Tom Hanks to let you know, hey, man, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> it, he'll be fine, more than likely. Yeah. Him and, and his, his wife. wife. Yeah, Rita Wilson. They'll be fine because they're universal treasures. Yes. So... Hey guys, maybe we should take this seriously. But if he died, if he died from coronavirus, oh dude, the, the world would go instant insane. lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> instant lockdown. Legitimate in this country, in any country that has watched any of his movies, yeah, I, that has the same type of emotional connection to him, because that that is one where it's tough to find an actor that will pass that have the, like the the impact that Kobe did here in yeah, LA. Right. Tom Hanks could do it nationally. Yes, internationally even. Internationally, yes, but I mean, certainly uh, but nationally. Nationally, guaranteed certainty. Like, everybody will be upset about that. Yeah, yeah, There'll yeah. be a few. If it was just sudden and abrupt like that. Yeah. Anybody that's on our list on some level. Yeah. There's a good shot that they could have that reaction. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But he's another. He's rarefied air. Yeah. Because uh, he just seems like everybody's like dad, uncle. Yeah. He's the everyman. He's our Jimmy Stewart. He's yeah. legitimately our Jimmy Stewart. Just yeah. Seems like a pleasant. Yep. He's very fun. Even the messages he sent out since he got contra- since he contracted the virus have been playful. Uh, but still serious, and you respect that, you know. And he said, he even said, like on the second message, there's no crying in baseball. When he said about, you know, he's telling people, don't worry about us. There's no crying in baseball, blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was brilliant. He's just very funny. 
But yeah, Bosom Buddies being the TV series that he was on yeah. with Peter Scolari, uh, and then jumping off of that into films like that would have you would have never thought this guy could be an Oscar winning actor. Films like Bachelor Party and oh, his the start of his yeah was not it, in no way did you see this dude is going to hit an echelon that very few people manage to attain. Right. Where everybody agrees they're excellent, that we all enjoy their work. Yeah. We all go to see it. Uh, Man with One Red Shoe, Dragnet, uh, even Turner and Hooch. These are just like throwaway comedies. Middle of the road. Yeah. And, and then, then Big. And Big, right. Big is the one. The big boom. cemented him. Right. Of this guy can appeal to a mass audience. Yes. And pull off the comedy and the heartfelt, the drama. Like, right. Be able to toe both those lines. And then from then, it was yeah. just one after another after another. Yeah, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. Cast Away, yeah. Yeah, Cast Away. Just it's one after another for a long time. Right. And then he gets into directing with that thing you do. Um, yeah, he is uh, From the Earth to the Moon. With the Earth to the Moon, right. HBO. Starts producing stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. Becomes... Makes a bunch of interesting uh, Band of Brothers is him and Spielberg. Right, right. And that's... Pantheon-level TV. That's fucking great show, man. It is. I've, I go back and rewatch it every, like, two, three really? years at this point. Wow. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. It's another one of those things of, uh, just like I love uh, mountaineering stories or movies mm. about that. It's all stuff that I'll never do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting to me when you get a genuine peek behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I didn't have to experience that. And you see enough of it so you can get an understanding yeah. uh, of what it may have been, you know... You try and approximate it in your mind. Yeah. It's nothing like experiencing it, but... <laughs> Maybe it'll do. Yeah, it was the closest I'm ever going to get. Yeah. I'm okay. never going to be running through a trench on D-Day <laughs> trying to secure, you know, fucking these uh, heavy artillery positions so the Germans stop shelling the beaches. Yeah. I'm never going to go through that one. I hope not, man. But watching them storm it and the fact that they now... I know this from this, but they, they teach it at West Point. Yeah. How that specific group went through and took out... You know, these gunners, and right. the tactic is still taught to this day. Yeah, yeah. At least as of the production of those, you know, uh, that TV series. Right. Just like, <laughs> oh, that's that's fascinating. Uh, that's fair, man. Um, all right, well, there's our separate lists uh, for the top 10 act- TV actors turned movie stars. Now we're going to put this thing together. I'm going to go get the uh, bongos real quick while we put this thing together. All right. So one time Hanks, two would then be Robin Williams. Uh, where'd you have Eddie? Eddie was 10. Oh, that's right. Well, then you're DiCaprio at three. Otherwise, we got Clint at five, six. I would say three. Yeah, three, six for Leo is better. Okay. Um, Eddie is three, ten. Clint is five, six. Where's your, where's Denzel? Denzel is six. Five for me. Five for me. All right. So I would think Clint, Denzel, then Eddie. All right, that's six at Eddie. Okay. Do we have any other thing in common? I don't think so. No, we don't have Bill Murray. No. Nope. I'll give you Clooney, though. I'm going to take Will Smith off at nine and put Clooney in there. All right, then George would be our next. Oh, sorry, I'm not even on the mic. I would take, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Will Smith out and put Clooney there at nine, so yeah. All right, so then what's your next highest? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence at number four. All right, I got Jim Carrey at four. Oh, shit. Well, I'll do this. Where'd you have Bill Murray? 
Eight. Uh, I would uh, bump off Will Ferrell. Ten to put Bill Murray on, just to make sure that Bill Murray gets. I would be happily put Bill Murray at eight. Do we have three slots left? Yes. So you're saying Bill Murray at eight, and then between the two of us, one gets nine, one gets ten. Okay. Well, since that's Bill Murray, you can you can take the nine. Okay. I give it to you. I give it to you. I just want to make sure that's clear. We heard you. I'm, I'm giving it to you at nine. Ow! So I'm having a weird Achilles thing happen on my right foot. I apologize. It's like there's a lot of pain and it's burning a little bit. So if I make noises, that's what's happening. I tell the fans and you because it hurts like a motherfucker. All right. Are we ready? Go for it. <laughs> uh, the top 10 TV actors turned movie stars. Yeah. At number 10. Jennifer Lawrence. At number nine. Jim Carrey. At number eight. Bill Murray. At number seven. George Clooney. That was bad. At number six, Eddie Murphy. At number five, Denzel Washington. At number four, Clint Eastwood. At number three, Leonardo DiCaprio. At number two, Robin Williams. And our number one TV actor to a movie star is Tom Hanks. That's right. There's no crying in baseball. Tommy H. <laughs> that's what his friends call him. Tommy H. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, I don't think we have any other announcements beyond London. Stay tuned. Because, um, yeah. you know, as we recorded this, then our country just, just you know declared a state of emergency. And there's been more fallout as, you know, that's that's happened in the previous hour and a half that we've been recording. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know. The, the whole situation is very fluid. Uh, we will keep you updated as best we can, either either over at Twitter at Matt Nost at the Roca says mm-hmm. or at Top Ten Show, um, or via the show um, one of the two. Yeah, over at Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash the Top Ten Show, uh, all spelled out. And by the way, Facebook just keeps logging me out, so I haven't been on. It just you need to make a new password, and I make oh. a new password, and I can use it for like that day, and the next day I go back in. You need a new password. <laughs> And I finally got to the point. I was like, fuck off Facebook, man. <laughs> I haven't been on like nine days or something. And I apologize to everybody out there, but it's just, it's frustration. I so if it. you want to get a hold of me, uh, Twitter, but you know, stay tuned for uh, stuff on that. And uh, Patreon, we actually, before we recorded today, we talked out, we got some ideas for different content and uh, stuff coming up. Some for Patreon, some mm-hmm. for uh, everybody. And uh, so look for that because we're going to be sitting at home more. So yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the stuff going on. So, and definitely go look at all the tiers we got there at Patreon. You know, sign up, support us, you know, and you'll be at home. So you want more content from us. So come and support us. Increase our numbers. Get us up there. And uh, we want to generate more and more content for you all to enjoy uh, for me and Matt. So please go and sign up uh, at the Patreon if you haven't done so before. Or if you've hesitated before, go and give it some love and, and we'll do some stuff. So. And then we had talked about that before. Do you want to tell them about removing that for the tier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. For Topic Thunder. Um since, you know, whatever, we're all sitting at home. We may end up doing uh, more content and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to open up Topic Thunder to the $5 level. Yeah. So if you're uh, a patron right now and you donated that, you'll get a shout-out, and you can now participate in Topic Thunder. So go over to Patreon. Um, we put up the email address where you can send in topics and stuff to listen to the show over there. And, uh, yeah, just hit us up at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And our thanks to everybody out there that supports us. Stay safe out there. Uh, yeah. Wash those hands. Try not to touch your face that much. And uh, but you know, 
get some rest, eat healthy, do what you can. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, like Matt said, follow me. Matt knows, follow me at the Roka says, if I may, please follow or subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've been doing all the content on www.youtube.com slash John Roka says, would appreciate your support. And Matt has that podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's search for embrace the hate anywhere and uh, check out dropping dimes over collider. There you go. All right. We'll see you next time for another brand new episode of the top 10 show. Ooh.